welcome everybody to the podcast. Uh, this is one of our first mini podcasts that we're going to be having. And uh, today I got Bob Jones, our VP of Sales. Uh, and we're going to be actually talking about um, his trip to Denver um, in one of the startup uh, conventions. And we're going to be talking about what were the successes he saw from startups, uh, what did they do wrong, what were the failures, what the investors are looking for. We're just talking everything startup. So, Bob, thanks uh, for making the time. <laughs> Thank you, <Asa. laughs> Yeah. All right, so uh, tell me about your trip. How was, uh, how was Denver? You know what? Denver was really busy. Um, as soon as we got down there, like the ecosystem of all the startups that are there, a lot of people are coming in from other towns like uh, San Francisco, uh, Lower California, everything like that. It's, uh, it's a very vibrant, buzzing city right now. I would say it's on the long lines of like what Austin is today but right. it's just on the way like on the works to be in but it's more towards Boulder right Boulder is the city that's actually so, tech heavy so yeah for the tech side of things yeah Boulder is, is the place to be for, for tech and just so everybody knows uh, Denver is one of those cities that's uh, growing in terms of tech and they actually had what 14 unicorns that was 14 year? unicorns this year this year already this just year this alone year. yeah so it's it's massive right so uh there's a massive ecosystem being built uh, around uh denver and that's why we decided to do the first podcast with denver because uh, it, it was a surprise to all of us of how much they've done in yes. terms of volume yes so that's really cool so what were the uh, number one failures you saw i mean you and i know this <laughs> so bob and i know yeah. but uh but just so the audience knows. yeah no it, it was really interesting uh there was one night there uh they had this big segment where they had five or six uh founders that were there and like it was like their biggest mishaps and what what kind of caused them to like just go under basically yeah. and uh the one thing that stood out for me because we see it all the time with, all the, the, time. with the clients that we yeah. talk to is is pivoting the company in too many ways and, yeah. and when we say pivoting it could be you have an idea but you're branching out in multiple different areas or mm -hmm. you start to can't generalize your your direct focus let's say yeah um and that caused a lot of uh, uh you know headaches for the companies and and re really at the end of the well, day and the thing under. is is when you're pivoting you're burning cash yes right and when you lose that focus uh one of my favorite podcasters dan martell he always talks about this is one focus one product one everything yeah uh because realistically as a startup you don't have enough resources to pivot no um you can pivot but you got to pivot all of your focus yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta kind of concentrate on the one right? yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely yeah, yeah. So. well and then as we were talking like that you know i mean that's that's another thing where um the other side of it uh, a lot of people that we we're talking to so the one guy that was saying like you know um, I, I actually went in one direction, but we're talking about cash flow and everything like that. It was uh, bootstrapping. Yeah. Uh, Denver, all those all those individuals, they don't get the big investments like Silicon Valley and everything like that. By the way, in my opinion, Silicon Valley is a abnormal place, and 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 that's a problem, right? The yeah. news today, you hear about Silicon Valley, a person went there and they raised a million dollars, and yep. it, it's just not reality anywhere else. Well, I mean, like I did go to San Francisco before yep. this and everything, yep. and I remember talking to a couple of people that have the same idea as the guy next door. And it's always uh, something to do with cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency, or AI. AI. AI, and don't get me started with AI. I don't want to talk about that right now because I've learned a lot about AI. So we're actually going to be doing a live with uh, Wish, Wish Bakshi. He's uh, one of our directors. Uh, yes, he um, is. And he's actually going to be on this uh, live with us, and we're going to be talking about AI. Okay. And uh, he has a I, lot I would, to say about AI and startups. I would like to get so. that all sorted out here <laughs> and stuff. But, uh, no, that was a big thing for them is, is you know, you needed $1.2, $1.5 million to start. So if you kind of could play with cash flow and stuff and, yeah. and do other areas, you're going to survive. And to be honest, in Silicon Valley, you need that 1.2, yep. 1.5 million dollar voucher because 
good luck getting a developer to do anything for less than 200k you know well, what I mean? and like that's just an employee yeah yeah right? so well and i mean now that we're talking about uh just investment for tech and stuff for 200 300 000 uh denver that's kind of where a lot of these startups were kind of talking with me mm-hmm. and i was engaging with them and uh it was just kind of it, it baffled me you know i mean when i was talking to them and they're like yeah we're getting mvps you know it's going to cost a quarter of a million maybe three hundred thousand and then i was sitting there chatting with them i was like flag in my head right because back talking with a bunch of people in austin yep. you know they honestly were burning through four or five hundred thousand dollars before even getting an mvp product that's right and what what did they actually get delivered to them a very like you know limited feature rich kind and, of and uh, that's the thing you and i see all the time right yeah. is the fact that people come in they have a business idea they have a really great business idea yeah. but they don't have the software experience and everyone for some reason assumes software if i give it to a developer they know what to do with it, right? Well, and and I mean, you would hope that that's the case, You'd but hope, yeah. um, I mean, it's no different than being like me, right? Like, yeah. you know, take me back five, six years ago when I, I know I can use software, but I have no idea about software development, right. right? So I'd be classified as that non-technical founder of, of right. a company and that. And uh, at, yeah, there's so many of them out there. They have the greatest ideas in the world, but they're not even, like, had, they don't even have the right direction or understanding of what they're going to, like, need out of this. You know, they don't yeah. understand what a good design is going to be for the software, uh, you know, the, the UX of it, because they just have the idea. They don't understand, like, what is that, the process is actually going to take to yeah. actually be successful in building out the technology. And a lot of uh, successful founders that we've seen, and that's why we started the Founders Academy uh, course, is mm-hmm. the fact that once you have a non-technical founder that has a really good grasp of how software development is and what the product even should be and having a bigger picture of it it really helps the development team be able to implement that idea yeah right yeah no no and i agree with you and that's why um i know a couple other development companies that are down there doing traditional development and everything like that yep. um they're struggling even having the conversations with them because if a, they don't have the cash flow B, right. they have no um understanding of what they want bootstrap is everything and so bootstrap yeah. is big so like I, one of these guys that uh, had a big success story down there yep. Uh, he had bootstrapped his company for eight years. Yeah. So, I mean, he did stay with one yeah. one channel, yeah. right? Like, this is my idea. I'm sticking with yeah. it. Uh, working out of the house, eight years. All of a sudden, it kind of all clicked. They got the investment that they needed, and now that was one of the unicorns, right? And they so, survived. They survived on bootstrapping. Bootstrapping, yeah. right? But again, they didn't. Uh, they used whatever resources they had to actually get to that level. So, for technology, they invested what they could and then utilized what they could. That's the other thing Silicon Valley has done, is right, is is taught, taught start our founders, hey, when you start a company, go buy an office, yeah. go buy the you know the MacBooks, and it's just kind of like. If they almost feel this hard, uh, like almost demotivated when they they well, don't raise the five hundred thousand. Yeah, right? it's overwhelming because if they need five hundred thousand dollars and they only get two fifty, they think that's it, we're done. Yeah, how do you survive? And and that's then right. they start to like. And that's their because focus. they put so much of their capital in the product (laughs) rather than the actual marketing and sales right well yeah and you have to make sure it's like even throughout right you can't just all of a sudden invest in one area of your business right especially with the tools that are available out there right well in this day right you know i mean like technology is is available much quicker and easier for you as well uh digital marketing lots of contractors everything in there um and what is what i liked about denver the most is because of the ecosystem of the startups it's not like silicon valley where it's kind of like 
I'm honing I'm going to only do this. Yeah. And Denver was like, hey, let me help you out here. You know what I mean? I have a digital firm. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a break. Maybe you can kind of give me some technology or, you know what I mean, maybe an HR. Maybe you can find me some developers. Mm-hmm. They really wanted to work with one another down there. And I really thought that was great because not only bootstrapping, but you're bootstrapping with people and services. And that's what I like about Austin, too. Austin yes. does that, too. Uh, and they do a really good job of it. Um, and frankly, one thing I really like about Austin is when you go to Austin, I would say 60% of the people mm-hmm. are not from Austin. Actually, no. more. Probably no. more. No, actually Chicago, wrong, Chicago, California Chicago, again. Yeah, exactly. uh, even some people from Colorado are down. Yeah. It, it's like everyone's kind of moving into the more central hubs here because it's, yeah. it's cheaper to live. Yeah. Um, and well, I guess Austin. <laughs> Austin's blown up. They're, they're an anomaly. Like they, yeah. they, they've adjusted in like the last five years. They, yeah. They've blown up. But again, not only just Austin, you have Houston, but Houston's more on the startup world for, right. say, uh, like healthcare and stuff That's like right. that. And then uh, Dallas, so they have another one as well. And San Antonio's just starting mm-hmm. too. So there's a lot going on in Texas for startups. Um, but Colorado, again, I would say is kind of like Texas, but just five years ago. Yeah. So they're just starting to get into it. And then people are starting to have these conversations. And I mean, there's 150 companies there, down there in the five days that I was there. And we yeah. were all like learning from one another for different seminars. What were the challenges that you had? Like you could just learn from, a 16-year-old girl, uh, yep. she had an idea for just like card, like a card system, and then this other guy had a had one for like sneakers. Yeah. So all right. So to close, uh, I mean, this was a great chat. Thank you, Bob. Oh, I appreciate yeah, you. you. Um, but I would love to recap. So let's recap. Uh, let's recap. What's the first thing a founder shouldn't do? What's the first <laughs> thing a founder should do? And what are investors looking for? And how should the founders approach investors? In your opinion after what you saw in Denver. Oh, so what they shouldn't do is pivot too much and spend all their money <laughs> in different areas. Focus. Focus, 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 focus is, key. is key. Yeah. Um, if you want to succeed, bootstrapping is huge. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, utilize the resources you have to actually um, You don't need to spend there. 200, 300K, right? You, no. You can do a lot with 100,000. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And what was the third one there? Uh, what are investors looking for and what should oh. uh, founders think about so investors are uh, So investors, if you, say if you're a tech company and you want to have build out a software, they like to have a proven concept always right and angel investors are so hard yeah days, because yeah. it, it de-risks their investment for yeah. them and that is critical for for any investor becoming especially right now because like it's kind of like the economy is not in the greatest period so yeah. they're not just forking out money like they used to by the way uh proven idea really that just means like a series a or pre-series a yeah. which means that you've already gotten your mvp the product is out on the market and you've already done some sales you've proven the product that people are willing to pay for. So that's what Bob means by proven market. Yep. So Bob, thank you so much. I appreciate your hey. time. And uh, everybody for listening, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We're gonna be trying to push out more of these and we're gonna be launching our more full, uh, full-fledged full podcast. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. <laughs>